Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're joined by our friendly neighborhood trooper from the 501st, Aaron. Welcome back to the show. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> it has been a while. Welcome back. It's always good to have you on the, the podcast. Absolutely. And this week, we will be talking about the final episode of season one of The Resistance titled No Escape Part Two. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, William, why don't you tell us about some announcements and cool things like that? Sure. Um, so it's actually pretty funny. Last week, we were we were talking about we spent so, actually quite a bit of time talking about how uh, the evil uh, first order BB unit, B, the BB nine E style or uh, style b- uh, ball droid or um, you know BB hate, as we were. Uh, as, you know, he's been nicknamed. Um, I, I still love that name. We were going back and forth about the name, and we, you know, because the droid had not been named. We didn't actually know what the what the droid's name was in in uh, in Star Wars Resistance. Well, turns out after uh, the droid was unceremoniously killed in the episode, I, presumably we think. Presumably, um, it turns so out uh, that the episode guide actually did finally reveal the droid's name, and it is. MB, not BB, MB13A. So, um, according to the episode guide. So, that was funny so, that it took us finally. So we, we complained, and then, of course, that's when the next day the episode guide goes up with the <laughs> with the name. So, so, so can we can we surmise that MB may stand for Major Bad A? <laughs> I, that seems like a reasonable assumption to me. Yeah, that would work. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, actually. Or maybe it's maybe. somebody. <laughs> oh, could be. Let's go with that. Oh. Let's go with that. But uh, yeah. but yeah, at least we have a name for the little droid. It's kind of late now that uh, he's dead. Now he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this. Wouldn't it be fun to see him in the next episode? You see him come back, but all beaten up like a zombie type type droid. They don't fix him. But he's kind of like when he rolls, oh, he's got this little bit of a bump in him as he goes. With a big attitude he, now. Yeah, I mean, like, just total. And then then instead of his his little, you know, robotic red eye, it's now redder around it like he had a black eye or something. <laughs> I could see it. I, I would love to see that. That would be hilarious. Well, especially after, you know, after how this episode ends and they, you know, the now the, the, they think they're free. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden... Uh, uh, comes back uh, to haunt them. Yeah, instead of MB at Zombie 13A. There you gets, go. Uh, <laughs> oh, They're all terrible. Oh, I hope boy. you realize that. We're, we're, we're uh, crazy. We we're losing it. it. We're losing it. Yeah, because we, uh, we haven't even started. The panel celebration going on and everything else. Yeah, so celebration, as we expected, uh, the episode nine panel will be at Star Wars Celebration on Friday featuring J.J. Abrams, and I'm sure much of the cast and crew, but they're keeping that under wraps right now. Um, I can't wait. I We can only imagine at this point, that's where we're going to get the, the title and the trailer. So I'm excited. Oh, boy. I cannot wait. Aaron, you're going to Celebration, right? 
Of course. I haven't missed one since, uh, let's see, yes, I went to five. I've been to all of them since except Germany. Yes, yes. It's, it's, the you international ones can be hard for those of us in the U.S., just like I'm sure the U.S. ones Germany. can be hard for those of you know. In and you parts call yourself a Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, a poor Star Wars fan, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's why I'm sitting at home. Germany is a little far. It's, I suppose it's acceptable. It's Yeah, it's a bit. So now we have episode nine on Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, and Monday are uh, Rebels, Clone Wars, and uh, Resistance. So we've got lots of content. I, mm-hmm. I wonder, I think it's too early for a Resistance screening. Uh, they've done screenings at previous celebrations, but it's probably too early. But you never know. They did show Clone Wars episode Rebel, or Rebels episodes extra early. Um, they could probably do a teaser. I, I, would, I would not be get surprised a if they don't at least give you a teaser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, we'll have the, just like a season sneak peek or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll of course get the Jedi Fallen Order panel. I forget which day that it's on. I have to imagine I was, there'll be. I a, thought it was Saturday. Saturday sounds about right, and I have to imagine there'll be a Mandalorian panel as well, presumably also on Friday or Saturday, maybe Saturday, just to spread out the big. Uh, Good night. So Friday is going to be a crazy day for us. So oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All the uh, group uh, photos hang. are on is Friday. There n- is there not a crazy day at celebration? Well, that's true. <laughs> Usually, the last day is the least crazy. Well, uh, that's because everybody's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so and that, that, that's that's I know. I, I'm sorry for the dead silence to say that, but sadly, that is the thing. The last day is normally of a convention. It's no. normally quiet because a lot of people are leaving. That's 100 percent true, which is why I think we talked about last week. It's kind of sad that the resistance panel is happening on the last day. Um, but uh, still, I'm excited. I'm excited for all the content. Uh, Star Wars Celebration will be amazing. But in the meantime, while Celebration's only a month away. Aaron, you kind of had a little uh, celebration of your own, a mini celebration. Uh, you were uh, Lucasfilm hosted a small screening for. Um, I think you were you were saying a a, a bunch of uh, families in the uh, yeah. San Francisco area, and uh, I know you were lucky enough to attend and some fan groups as well. Uh, how was the How was that Resistance season finale screening? It was really fun. Um, they, of course, uh, try to invite uh, folks with families and kids to come and enjoy the the screening. And, of course, they uh, encourage them to dress up in costumes. So there were some uh, – there's a little little girl dressed up as Princess Leia, but she had on a resistance fighter – or, you know, flight jacket. So bright orange with Princess Leia white dress. She was That's totally nice. adorable. Uh, oh, and the, the Leia buns. It was of course. So cute. Um, Can't forget those. Uh, there were, I mean, they, they, they just, they try to invite like the Mandalorians and, and the Five Reverse and the Rebel Legion and mm-hmm. uh, just, just mostly local, local f- people. But uh, I got to, I got to hop in and sneak a little, little peek. Uh, but it was really nice. The, uh, the episodes are always so fun to see on that screen. It is just a beautiful theater, incredible sound um, and nothing, nothing quite like watching something like that with a bunch of fellow you know like-minded fans yeah <laughs> we're, all, we're all laughing and enjoying it the same way pretty much so it was really fun i'm i'm really glad i got to go yeah there's nothing like uh you know one of those screenings at, at, at lucasfilm because you just the energy in the room i love how they they usually will try to you know put the watch the episodes play the episodes back to back so you kind of get the full um you know theatrical experience it's always a, a great time 
and we're glad you got to go. It okay. was, uh, we were uh, kind of bummed we couldn't make it, but uh, <laughs> glad you were be able to be there and you know report on it for us. And I'm yeah, sure we'll have, yeah, just uh, you know, crazy little weekend fling. Yeah, Why exactly. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, and uh, curious to uh, you know uh, hear if there was anything interesting in the Q and A as well. I think you were saying um, it, it tended this, this screening more than most tended to skew a bit younger this time. Was that was that correct? Yeah, I think so. It, it felt like there were a lot more families that mm. were there. Um, a lot of the kids sit up front, just you know, right in the front mm. two rows. So they were a very busy little group. <laughs> yeah, but but, but it makes yeah, sense. Lots, for, you know, little kiddos. Resistance tends to skew a bit younger. So that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, who was uh, who was there for the Q and A? It was um, Athena Portillo and uh, Amy Beth Christensen. Okay, awesome. That's cool. Yeah, they were awesome. They were super excited to talk about um, all their designs and how much fun they're having getting the the show going and how much they enjoy hearing feedback from fans about how much they like it and. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they really enjoyed the kids as well because they, they were getting into it too. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Well, it sounds like a good time. And as, as we're re- reviewing the episode, please do jump in with any interesting tidbits that they revealed during that Q&A, uh, if anything. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, we always love to, to hear those. Um, but Tom, you want to tell... Uh, I mean, I think everyone knows what we're reviewing at this point, but... Uh, why don't you uh, let us know just in case? Just to refresh everybody's memory, tonight we're going to be uh, reviewing Resistance Season 1, Episode 21, which is the second part of No Escape, written by Brandon Numan and directed by Salva Rees. In this second half of the episode, we find, with Niku's help, Kaz comes up with a risky plan to rid the Colossus of the First Order once and for all. Ooh. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so I really, when it comes to this episode, I really like how they did begin the episode. Like they ended last episode with the last half of Hux's speech. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Cause that was a really good tie in other than just picking up with Kaz freaking out. Plus it gives them an opportunity to, uh, show the famous speech again. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Which I think did have enough spit, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it, you know, they, it, they remove a lot from the hollow transmission. They clean it up a little bit yeah. first. It's all, it's all part of the, uh, here it's yeah, all part of the magic. And, and then somebody, somebody posted online aside by there's, there's a comparison that you just don't get the full reaction from the live action. But I think I said in, in the last episode that, you know, you really can't take that and really translate all that into this type of CG. Mm-hmm. So I think they pulled it off as best as they could and also realized it was a hollow transmission. They're really not going to get the kind of spit and, you know, the, the debris and everything else. The that first was being, order was just filming in standard so, definition. They didn't have their high not. definition cameras out there. So yeah, they couldn't quite capture yeah, yeah. the spittle. Uh, yeah. okay. But you, yeah, Tom, <laughs> Tom, you mentioned that side-by-side comparison though. Uh, I don't know if if everyone else got a chance to see it, but uh, at Reed Star Wars on Twitter, particular a wonderful side by side video comparison of Hux's speech from the last episode um, and the uh, destruction of Hosnian Prime from the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because it actually shows just how well the sequence was timed. Like um, it's timed almost perfectly in the episode yeah. with what you see in the film. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the only thing they did was they cut out a few unnecessary reaction shots of some of the other characters on like Takodana, for example, uh, mm-hmm. which, sure. you know, we see linearly, but, you know, it potentially in the movie, they could actually be happening uh, concurrently, potentially, you know. Right. Um, um, but, you know, even the tiniest little details, like, uh, you know, we kind of joked about not having enough spittle, you know, but... Um, but most of the Hux's movements are very faithfully animated. You can see, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when he tips his head back in both the animated version and the film, it's the exact same way at the same time. Um, uh, Keith Kellogg uh, said on Twitter to us that, uh, you know, they they intentionally made the uh, the reaction a little bit more uh, exaggerated in the in the animated version just to. Um, help drive home because sometimes the subtlety isn't quite as noticeable in animation. Um, yeah. But for the most part, it's like, it's really well done and, and timed and it's just cool to see that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love how you got a different perspective of that exact, exact same speech somewhere else, let's say in the galaxy than just there at Starkiller base. Yeah. And we actually get a, I would say two point ver- version 2.5 in this episode because um, uh, while they're replaying bits and pieces of Hux's speech, it's actually not the exact same shots. We get some new shots of uh, Kaz, some new reaction shots of Kaz and the, and the stormtroopers um, uh, in, in at the beginning of part two. Uh, and they actually, actually cut a new dialogue too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was actually the thing that, kind of threw me off <laughs> uh yeah and, can, and you, think, can you explain I more for me, that's what and well, that's what made it work really okay well, i, so, I want to hear both sides yeah, so steven it, tell me tell yeah, me more so about the thing, yeah the thing that threw me off was so in the previous episode they see the planet being destroyed uh and kaz asks uh cb23 to confirm like what was that hosnian prime and cb23 kind of nods or whatever and then kaz reacts and in this episode, we pick up, and then immediately, um, Tor is like, was, or was it Tor who asked if that was uh, CB, like, what planet it was? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but, to, like, it just, we just, you just heard what planet it was. Why are you asking it, like, I don't know, maybe she just wasn't, didn't hear, you know? Like, it was just a little odd. Tom, Tom well, well, you said it, or, or Aaron, sorry, you had well, a piece? Yeah, Aaron, go ahead. I just think they... They probably did that for, um, even though I saw the the two episodes back to back. Okay. Did they edit them together? Shown, put together uh, on okay. you know when they were aired. So this mm-hmm. you know the first episode aired last week, and this one is coming this week. So um, I don't think they were meant to be watched back to back. If that makes sense. I think mm. you're probably right. I'm curious so, at the screening. Did they? Sometimes they'll edit the episodes to put it back to back, or did they just show them one and then the other? No, they just showed one and then the other. So okay. it was pretty much just like it would have been on TV, but without the commercials. <laughs> okay. And a big theater with, you know, a couple hundred other fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a few. <laughs> and hopefully some popcorn. Yeah. So. Tom, so you, you mentioned oh, that yeah. you, you liked this. I mean, it worked for you. Can you elaborate? I, you see, it. I think it worked for me because... Let's just say you missed last week's episode, okay? And you come, you came in with this one. You wouldn't have known that he said it in the last episode. And in this one, I think right. it worked a little bit. It worked a little bit better because I think it was more, even though it was impactful in the last episode because of how it was done, 
I think it was more impactful because you had two characters discussing it and it made it work better because Kaz almost blew his cover by shouting at a certain point. Now, the thing I found surprising was the stormtrooper kind of looked and blew off the noise, which, okay, hello, but he's watching you know, a probably historic assumed, moment. He assumed it was someone cheering. I mean, like, yeah, that got him. Or, yeah, possible, no. <laughs> possible, but he was excited. But think, yeah. And, and I think in this case, if he never did that at the beginning of this episode, you wouldn't have had that little bit of tension of a stormtrooper kind of going, huh? Okay. So, I mean, it, it worked for me. I didn't have any problem with it. Or, okay, hang on. Counter theory. This is actually a separate reality from the previous episode happening Whoa. in parallel. Oh, and God. We're two different. <laughs> this is the moment when it diverges. <laughs> this and is then at that second, it splits off again. Oh, man. And, oh, and then man. next season, it's going to be about the two up. Like, we're going to flip back and forth between both perspectives and not know which reality we're in. You know, okay, actually, this is not that, a DC that show, premise man. sounds this is does a Star sound Wars cool, show. But uh, <laughs> uh, it doesn't really fit in Star Wars, but I think the premise is cool. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I do agree with you, Stephen. I think um, while I understand the technical reasons why they would want to re- recut it a bit. Uh, I, so I get I get cutting out pieces of the speech to shorten it because you don't want to replay the whole thing. You just saw it the last episode, but you want to get you get viewers back in that part. I get um, changing the dialogue. I I think the one, you know, it makes sense for the beginning or end of a show. What, what they what they used, you know, the mm-hmm. my parents, my home. Right. That as a nice ending versus if it's probably not the the best way to kick it off. And it's a nice you know homage to Luke saying, no. Uh, right. you know, as well, which I appreciated. Um, but I don't know. I was trying to think about this. I actually, believe it or not, I, I was that crazy guy. I put the ep- I watched the episode, started playing the episodes at the exact same time. I, t- I timed Hux's speech oh, and watched them, uh, just to compare. <laughs> wow, like you are lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you are lost. Um, just to, uh, yes, thank you, Aaron. I am a nerd. Um, just to compare, like, you know uh, how they tried to sync it up, and for the most part, they 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 captured many of the same scenes, but there's a few different differences. Um, I could see, I could see maybe they just cut out the the question um, to to CB twenty three, and then my parents, my home, and then maybe after that he says no, but it's kind of a weird reaction. So I don't know. If both are canon, who cares about the canon discussion? There, I'm sure. Yeah, story I, groups I, rolling I, their I eyes right now. It's, uh, it's very important, William, to know which of the two lines is canon. Did he so say no? <laughs> no, that can't be my parents, my home, or no, no? We need to know this, right? It's critical. No, no. Uh, Read us the answer. No. I'm kidding. It's not that big a deal. Can We're we being kind of nitpicky this? because basically the show opened with him saying, seeing his home destroyed. Exactly. And the guy's got to come up with the plan he, to he, get uh, the guys so, on the platform. So Tom, we cannot move yes. on from this. We are going to live with this forever. Just like Kaz is going to have to. Yes, exactly. Um, but the one, oh the one God. other thing though, <laughs> I want to so come back to this, this one, but I'm not true. doing it. Um, I'm not doing it. Uh, also, Steven, um, I originally, the first time I viewed it, I could have sworn, I, I thought, why is Tora asking this if he just said, you know, my parents, my home in the last episode? Although, to be fair, um, she only says, Kaz was that, dot, dot, dot. And then he says, Hosnian Prime, my home, he reiterates. So maybe she was just trying to confirm that it was his home. Like, was it no. your home? Anyway, who knows? 
I think it was the yelling of the five stormtroopers that were in the background that kind of kind of plugged her ears because they were like sitting there cheering, going on what's happening, you know. And that probably that's why she didn't hear him say what she said, trying to defend Torah. Yeah, and it was probably more than so, five stormtroopers. But while they don't perfectly match, oh, Stephen. I was, so I was gonna I was gonna adjust to a new topic. Okay, we okay. should. Yeah, let's please. move on. We've we've harped on this yeah. enough. <laughs> I mean, so well, I should say same topic but different uh, perspective on it. Um, something I did actually really like about this, though, is like, if you think about it, I think this one scene had more impact in terms of seeing Hosni and Prime be destroyed than the entirety of The Force Awakens, which is, yep. I, it's a testament to the fact that, like, despite the fact that we haven't always been Kaz's biggest fan, like, we still care about the fact that his home planet's been destroyed. And it's, I actually kind of like that we didn't, like, we didn't see Hosni and Prime in this movie any more than we saw it in uh, The Force Awakens. In fact, I think we saw it less in the series than in Force Awakens. But we just, it's a much more brutal moment here, which is just awesome. I mean, it's not awesome, but it, you know what I mean. No, I, I, I completely agree. There's a whole lot more depth to that than, than we got in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the movie... Just- Oh, cool. sorry, Aaron. You're more. Just, it's just, I mean, just so personal. I mean, mm-hmm. we followed Kaz for an entire season now, and we kind of knew what this was leading up to, and uh, then to actually just see it on on screen. I think Christopher Sean did a really good job making him very, very mo- emotional, and but very quietly, mo- except for when he, you know, yelled out. But um, it was just, it was a very quiet, poignant scene. It was, and and I liked how you know, like you said, it's it's more personal. Um, but in the Force Awakens, um, we see Hosian Prime destroyed, but everyone who whose reactions we get are the main characters, and they don't have any connection to Hosian Prime really at all. Yep. Um, you know, we we get, you know, we don't even see Leia until after it's destroyed, right? So it's mostly just Finn and 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 Ray and 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 folks, um, and so they don't really like it's not personal to them, and they uh, they just kind of move on. Versus in the show, Kaz loses everyone, and then we see that reaction with Yeager and and Doza later. Although it was kind of odd that they don't ask any questions like how the planet was destroyed. They're just like, we're sorry, Kaz. <laughs> not <laughs> how the well, heck did the would... first order blow up a planet? You know. <laughs> well, you would, uh, would kind of think. You kind of think with the experience from Doza and Yeager, they kind of had a feeling of what it could have been on a much larger scale. They may not have known, but yeah, they you know, probably lived through something before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tw- two of them. Um, I well, would no, just imagine like structures of what happened. My no, first question planet, would be like, sorry. how did the Death Star come back? My math is wrong. <laughs> but yeah. So, but you see, you had to have this happen because this at least gave Kaz. And Tora, the ability to come up with a plan to somehow get the First Order off the platform. And it's a daring plan, but the first thing they got to do is they got to get Jaeger and Captain Doza out of their cells. Yeah, picking up right where the previous episode left off in terms of their objective, at least. Yeah. 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 And it was nice to see Jaeger kind of give Kaz the compliment once they get to there to break them out of the cell that... Hey, you know what? You might be a decent resistant agent, you know, all along. And he compliments <laughs> his piloting later on, too, for that matter. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a twofer for, well, okay. I keep, like, great episode for Kaz, you know. He yeah. 
first he gets uh, complimented for being a great spy. Then Yeager tells him he's a great pilot. Oh, and you know, I guess he lost his planet too. You know, I guess that's kind of a downer. But well, two out of three. Other than that, that yes. Miku <laughs> wasn't doing quite as well lightning. later, but <laughs> he comes up with some good plans, but can't exactly execute on them. Miku, but yeah, uh, and, and and I also wanted to say. Do you really think that was Kaz flying the ship? It could have. It could have been uh, uh, BB twenty three. CB. Yeah, I don't know. CB twenty three. Sorry. Yeah, it could have been her. Uh, yeah, it could have been her. I almost wanted to say BB hate, but BB hate, you know, is toast. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the for the time being. Yeah, that we know. Of. Like... Um, still so... want to see him come back as a zombie droid. That would be hilarious. Yeah. So you know, after they after they free. <laughs> It would be crazy. After they free Doza and Yeager, they they uh, they, uh, they 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 leave just or just as, as they're about to leave. Two stormtroopers get the drop on them, um, but they're able to um, to to take them out. The one thing I thought was odd, though, why didn't they lock the stormtroopers in the cell? Why just stun them? You had the I perfect the bigger, opportunity I, to. I think the bigger question is, Kaz you don't be yelling out or making a calm call, right? Well, that's true. I but you see, I, I think the, the bigger question is, why did Kaz actually have the blaster point in the right direction to begin with? Because remember, every time he's picked up a blaster, it's kind of been the wrong way. <laughs> it's true. That is very, yeah. very true. Yeah. But again, I agree with you. They could have at least taken their helmets off and locked the door. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have done, but I'm not, I'm not Kaz. So yeah. Or Doza or Yeager. So, um, Niku and uh, Iyla and Cal and uh, Vilpak, the, the Chile Day, uh, are, are, are working to get the Colossus into the air. Um, and before they can do that, they have to flush the water out of the ship, which also gives them a way to get the stormtroopers out. Um, well, some of them, at least. Yeah, some of them. Or both. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I, it's not clear. If it's all of them or some, Aaron, what did you think of this this whole plan to I to finally free mean. the Colossus? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know the. So we've we've talked to uh, I don't know if we've necessarily talked before, but uh, my friends and I that have first order stormtrooper costumes, we've discussed several times how that the the costumes themselves are meant to look like it is a fully enclosed, sealed in suit mm-hmm. when. When Finn takes his helmet off in The Force Awakens, you can hear that little as it like depressurizes. Um, so it's 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 meant to look like that. It's, it's so it would follow. You would think that the stormtroopers can survive in the water. They can swim, I guess, maybe. Because mm-hmm. um, if they're meant to survive in space, in the vacuum of space, surely they can survive in the va- or you know the pressure of water. So flushing them out of the Colossus is seems like a temporary fix to me because well, you're okay find you're forgetting one in. aspect though what? there were apparently some very hungry wildlife in those waters thank oh, you for bringing that one up <laughs> <laughs> thank you because that was that. pretty cool that was horrifying is what it horrifying. was horrifying no 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 not to make it sound bad i that caught me totally by surprise i was like that was pretty cool i didn't <laughs> this, expect that to happen this is actually one of the more violent resistance episodes. Like I, I'm kind of used yeah. to it having what I'd call the more so? almost like the younger, almost like kitty like uh, 
violence where it's like, ah, you know, you get knocked out or you get stunned all the time and things like that. But like there were like first there's that shot of the stormtrooper who just gets like they all get grabbed by the sharks. And then it comes back from a commercial with it holding a helmet in its hand. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, that was, that was so was good. So oh, my God. Oh, it's horrible. So <laughs> I mean, it was wonderful, but it was horrible. Yeah, we we, we enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um. <laughs> that, was, that was cool to see. I was even surprised to see him come back from commercial. And it's like, oh, look, he's. He's got a helmet. <laughs> got a the, the rest of the troopers gone, but the helmet's still there. <laughs> He's got a souvenir. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's it's great. It's great, and it's it's kind of a cool plan to to flesh out the stormtroopers. Um, you know, initially I thought, why not just they, flood? They did very many of them, though. That that yeah. was the only thing that kind of I I was thinking about. Like, okay, they flushed out like six. Six yeah. troopers? Yeah. Is that all that was holding the Colossus hostage? Really? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, but but you, you have to do one thing. You have to give Niku credit because he was so excited about this plan. <laughs> he did. And it worked you to know. its credit. You know, I, initially yes. I thought, yeah, why not just it. flood the whole Colossus? But um, um, but I guess it makes more sense to just flood one corridor at a time and just mm-hmm. try to lure the stormtroopers in there. So that was it was it was a really cool um visual and a, a neat idea um but mm-hmm. i totally get i totally get where you're I, coming from aaron i had the same concern like they they flushed out seven stormtroopers total i went back and actually counted because again i'm crazy <laughs> um and that was it you gotta remember there's a budget on the show they can't keep oh, getting rid Tom. of like 20 to 30 to 50 stormtroopers every episode they <laughs> gotta right, recycle these guys remember here's here's my this is gonna sound really really silly but okay. my complaint is i'm I didn't quite understand how the the water was working because <laughs> no, no. So like, okay, go ahead. They're, yeah. they're filling the station, right? Right. But like the station's underwater. So how does the like if you fill up like imagine you've got like, uh, I don't know, two rooms. If they're both full of water, if you open the door between them, they you don't go rushing out into the other one. Right. Do you, you know yes. what I'm saying? Well, but also, but maybe they okay. pushed air into the. Yeah, it's like a ballast of a submarine. You got a big air pocket that you just take it in, and you take the air, and and you start pushing the water out and replace it with air. It's basic physics. <laughs> Ouch! Thank you, Aaron. Aaron throws down so. the. <laughs> okay. To make a sub go down, you fill the ballast tanks. And then make the sub go up, you push out this with air, and then the sub goes back up. It's the same thing with the water inside uh, the yeah. vacuum system. I'm just gonna have to take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, vacuum pump system, maybe. Space physics yeah. I'm good on. Underwater physics, yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I do this think it's funny saying. Like- uh-huh. This is my saying. It's a cartoon. Just go with it. Tom, Tom, Tom. Everything Tom. has to be one hundred percent realistic in you everything. Know this. Oh, come, come on. on. It's a cartoon. <laughs> We're kidding. It's for kids. We are the kids totally probably enjoyed seeing kidding. the stormtroopers being sucked out a door. If I was a little kid seeing that happen, I'd be laughing like crazy, especially yeah. when the shark came by. I just, I kind of, I helmet. would have loved to have a visual where like we just see like dozens of stormtroopers getting sucked out and spinning around. But you did. You saw it on the Star Wars Lego episodes. They were doing it all the time. Uh, fine. That's true. Yeah, um, we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> what are we are we are we beating this topic to death too like uh as much like as Hosnian Prime, Prime? <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, so and Doza make it to the command station 
and are able to start uh, basically forcing the First Order to retreat. They're losing troops. Yes. And uh, Captain Pyre decides it's time for a more aggressive solution. Captain Commander. (laughs) You got... I'm like, which is... Sorry. Captain Above Commander? I know. Which what's the ordering there? Commander's lower. Okay, so he was Captain Pyre, and then he loses, you know, this Colossus in the station, and so he gets demoted and becomes Captain Pyre. So that'll be <laughs> no. He's only Captain one. Pyre while he's right. under the when they're while they're on the on the ocean. As soon as they go into the oh, air, he's a commander. Yeah, you, that, see, Captain is a simple is a nautical it's, term. It's simple oh, God, nautical terms. So Captain Pyre is a member of the First Order Navy. Yes. <laughs> uh, not the air, not the space navy. But so once he goes airborne, navy. he becomes a commander because exactly. he's part of the air force. Yep, guys. See? Okay, it's perfect. We've it lost makes it. Complete we, sense. We have lost it. <laughs> but so, uh, you got Doza and Yeager so, no, in the command center. Yeah, um, but uh, so I, I do want to ask. Pyre says he wants to take a more aggressive solution, and then having lost all of his men. Um, promptly well, that evacuates and decides to leave this wretched world. I mean, what? I, I, I think he's basically saying, you know what? Screw it. Instead of keeping this station for the first order, we're just going to blow it up. That's what at I the thought. time he, he yeah. doesn't know the he doesn't know the Colossus is capable of leaving the planet. That's true. And bringing in a Star Destroyer to pound it into rubble, that I think that counts as an aggressive solution. Not I guess they just decided that they didn't strategically, need... Strategically, they wanted that right, fuel right. station, though. Right. But so, I, I, I don't understand like, his, his ultimatum. We only but had think... seven stormtroopers. We lost the seven guys. Time to leave. We give up. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, but, I mean, didn't they also no, want the station... This is a Mel Brooks were... movie. Hang on. I'm pretty sure they wanted it to deprive the... The resistance and the Republic of a uh, refueling station, right? Right. I thought it was like, a space. Not, I, I thought it wasn't just about their own fuel. It was also about uh, basically making sure that like the New Republic wouldn't have a place they could go and try and get through. Mm. Right. So it's strategic. Yeah. Yeah. So like whether you destroy it or keep sense. it. Either mm. either solution will work for them. Yeah. Okay. okay I see. Maybe. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> it works. Plus, he wanted his commander rank back. He wanted to get back in the air. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, which the shuttle was coming to pick him up, by the way. Yeah, so I mean, they 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 hop on. They try to get on the shuttle, and we, we, we get this really wonderful scene between you know uh, Commander Pyre and Agent Tyranny and Tam on one side, and Kaz, Tora, and Yeager on the other as they try to beg Tam to stay. And this kind of comes down to that our 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 theory that we've we've had for some time um, about Tam possibly joining the First Order, and it it sounds like she's made her decision. It's kind of an emotional ah, this, moment, though. So I love this scene, but it also bothers me a lot. Okay. Why does it bother you? Because there's this moment, you know, there. So there's a fight that uh, ensues, which we'll get to in a moment, and Tam's hiding this entire time, and then there's this moment where they're like, okay, what's you know. Did, is she going to go with them? Tam, come with us. No, Tam, come, you know, go with the First Order. And there's, they're waiting. I'm just like, does someone want to mention her that the First Order just blew up a planet? Anyone? <laughs> oh, it might you know, be kind point. of relevant. Good point. Yeah. But but that's she the thing. Know. But do you think she would believe him? Uh, because, because, I mean, c- she may not, which is probably, but 
no, but even then, like, she's gonna find out. But then again, the first order just broadcast it to the entire. Yeah, like, they're they're very proud like, of it. Yeah. Okay, they're very proud of it. Then why didn't she see it as yeah, well? But... Because you could tell you you would have known that tyranny would have seen it. Commander Pirate, well, Captain Pyre at this point, he's not in the area yet, would have seen it. <laughs> um, you know, and and Yeager, I mean, I don't think I don't she know saw it, though. Like, that's not the something you show to your new recruits. Yes, come well, join the First Order. We'll let you be a pilot. Oh, and by the way, we just we killed cookies. a couple billion people. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. We, and, we destroyed well, an entire the, government and, and everyone on the planet. Yeah. The, the, one, yeah. the one thing I did when it comes to this, the one thing that I really noticed that kind of drove the, the, the moment home was once you see that shot of Tam get on the shuttle and Commander Tyranny's little blaster comes right across her chest. It was just like, okay, you know what? She's not coming back. She is now part of the first order. And that was almost like the, the closing argument statement, just like we've got her and, and you know, you guys have lost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, there's even that moment where she tells Yeager that, you know, he was like a father to her yeah. and he betrayed her. It's just, it's a little uh, heartbreaking. It is. I've been spending this whole time with Tam, and now she just leaves the group. It's yeah. It's can she come back from this? Do you guys think? No, no. I don't think so. You guys are heartless. Jeez. I don't know. I I love. Well, maybe they'll try to do like a Lost Stars type thing, and then try to bring her back, maybe in a season or two. But I think for now, I I was it your theory, Stephen, last week. Or two weeks ago, or whatever it was, a couple weeks ago, where we said Tam will become the main antagonist. And that was Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I Ooh. I think she will be, but like, counter argument is going to be like this is still a kid show. Mm-hmm. But I they just, could pull it I, off. They, yeah, I mean, they, and hell, I think they could Callus, do it. If Callus can become a good guy, I think Tam can find her way back. Maybe and, eventually, but I see. I for a while, I see her becoming an. Uh, I think. I think it'll be the. That'll be her arc for the next season. She'll be the new Major Von Reg, basically, with more character development. <laughs> was he? Was yeah, he the right, right guy? Poor Major Von Reg. Yeah. Oh yeah, he got blown up. <laughs> he was unceremonious, unceremoniously <laughs> killed. Oh my goodness! Wait a minute. So funny story. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear this one. At the screening, there was a. Uh, member i think he was probably first that had a, a basically a, a red bucket so <laughs> at when the q a started he was like hey so i've got this really cool costume um is he coming back or is he gone <laughs> what do they say it's <laughs> unfortunate and Athena oh. just kind of like they they were like um <laughs> yeah he's dead they really yeah they yeah they're like we're yeah, pretty much. No, he's he's kind of gone. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, when when he got it, believe it or not, I cheered. I was I was so surprised. No, okay, no, okay. Put it this way: th- th- this is this is where you got to give Kaz credit, okay? To sit here and figure out the angle, so mm-hmm. he can bail out Yeager from having Von Reg on his tail, to go through the Colossus and basically do a trench run through the Colossus with Von Reg to his right and not hit anything in front of him. And then perfect at the right moment, cross at the right time where Jaeger clears, Von Reg is there, and boom, he's gone. I it mean, was brilliant. I, that, that was, I, I loved that scene. I, that's why I cheered. That was one of the coolest scenes in this episode. Mm-hmm. It was also and one of the most shocking. I think CB, CB23 was flying. 
It was also one of the most surprising moments of the episode, just because I think absolutely we we did call a lot of the moments. We'll, I think we'll probably talk about that more later, but we a lot of it was very predictable. But um, but the death of Von Reg, I did not see coming. I mean, I, he's been very one dimensional, but he was the first villain we were introduced to in the show, even before Pyre. It was Von Reg, and yeah. I think I see Tam becoming the new major Von Reg, where Pyre will be the guy on the ground, and Von Reg will be the guy, or Tam now will be the guy, uh, the girl in the air, uh, flying against the aces and yeah, and the fireball. Yeah, that I could see. Um, so, do you think she'll be suit- suited up in red? <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a lot more variety in the First Order than uh, than the Empire. We've got gold, we've got chrome, we've got red. I honestly would, I'd love to see the, the clone trooper armor come back with that kind of markings instead of just being a, a solid color. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see what they would do with, with the armor that way and do like maybe, you know, the, the Captain Rex kind of helmet with the, the markings on it and, and the armor. That that in the last Jedi, the executioners. Yeah, well, that's, that's true, true. But that, that's only like what that that's, that's not, it's only like half black. I mean, well, you know, so not to but it, it's just a little bit of variation. Not yeah, to get but, too <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know we're going tangent here in, in depth here. <laughs> but like the first order is all about programming and making sure that everyone is identical, even more so than the than the, you know, than the uh, uh, clone the army or the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, either one. Like the stormtroopers the uh, the empire wanted to make everyone identical, but I think the first order is even more so with brainwashing. Mm-hmm. They weren't even hiring normal recruits. Um, okay, and, and so I could see them saying no, no. You know, like there's a few leaders, few people in the leadership: Von Reg, Pyre, um, Cardinal, uh, Let's Cardinal, not Cardinal, right? Uh, obviously, Phasma. They have, you know, they stand out a bit more. But the the rank and file, probably not. But you see, that's that's where I go back to when I was saying in last episode, I have a feeling that's where Tam may end up. I mean, it would be interesting if she does end up taking over for Von Reg. But that's where I think when it comes to her, that it would be a programming thing. That that That's my feeling for her. But it makes more sense now that we're discussing mm. it, that she could be the next major Von Reg. Do you think they'll try now, to in this program case, her? Oh, that's pardon? an interesting twist. Yeah, do you they think they'll try to program Tam, and the next time yes. she sees everyone, they will, she won't recognize them potentially? Well, no, she she'd or recognize a, them or recognize them, but not certain, care. Correct. Yeah, that's what I would kind of expect. Actually, yeah, that's what that I could would be interesting. Think. It could let us dive into some of the first order. Uh, I don't know, like some more insight into the programming. Maybe why it doesn't work, yeah. why it failed on Finn. Uh, could be interesting potentially. And it would be interesting because it's like, you know what, Tam, since you've been on that platform for so long, we need to put you in the med bay to make sure that you're okay. And at that point, they lay her down, programming starts. Yeah. That could be really I, cool. It, I, could, I could see it. Yeah. But There's I do a lot like of your idea, Stephen, about the, her being the new uh, Von Reg. Well, as much as I'd like to take claim credit for that idea. Well, we'll see what happens next year. Season, whenever. <laughs> yes, but... Um... Uh, uh, one of my favorite moments in the episode, though, is probably the moment where Niku, you know, they're all surrounded, but Niku uh, activates the ships, the Colossus's engines, and finally, uh, you know, the Colossus begins to rise out of the ocean in the Castellan's atmosphere. It was absolutely beautiful. So cool. 
<laughs> I loved all of those shots. <laughs> it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Steven, do you have any more? Uh, no, thoughts? just beautiful to watch. Uh, you know, last episode I was talking about it, how much it re- reminded me of uh, like Stargate Atlantis. And this mm-hmm. was even more of that, like watching the city or the sorry, the station come out of the water and like just the water dripping off as it, it kind of takes off into the air and slowly starts making this big climb into orbit was just really cool. I 100% agree. Aaron? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was so cool. And I um, I had seen some kind of I, I speculation slash spoiler-ish discussion online a couple weeks ago about it. How the how that the Colossus was a, a space station or not a space station, but a uh, a ship of some kind, and um, so it didn't altogether surprise me that it was, but mm-hmm. it was still a really really cool visual to see mm. rise because that's one of my favorite scenes in the the new Trek movies when uh, the Enterprise rises out of the water. It's been sitting in uh, at the very beginning. What was that inner darkness? I think. Um, so that's that's always cool because. You know, ships are supposed to be in space, not in the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I w- was really excited. We actually um, we got to uh, take home this really cool poster of that art from. Oh, that's not fair. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm jealous. Even more. Okay, so. shouldn't have said that. Now all three of us are jealous. <laughs> it's it's cool. I just love I, the... I wanted to grab another one or two, but um, by the time I got out to the table they were mostly gone so yeah. sorry no no that's that's don't worry it's <laughs> oh, totally fine. failed us it was yeah, a yeah we'd have to share it by the way if she would if she was only able to get Look, one we'll, it's a it's we'll a, have a timeshare <laughs> yeah <laughs> tom you can have it for a few months of the year then william and then i It'll, yeah we'll be fine and by a few months you mean tom one month william one month steven 10 months that's how it works right <laughs> i, I, I did not months. <laughs> up for negotiation but yeah that sounds fair uh, okay so the question uh, is I d- so 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 the hardest thing is going to be february since there's only 28 days because the other ones have 30 or 31 that's your how month. are we going to work that in that's your month okay no don't no, get the show um but uh no the the i just love the visual design of the full colossus as well i mean we'd seen um in previous episodes, I think there was a there was a, a screen on on one of the displays that actually kind of showed the full size. But actually seeing it, it reminded me a lot of like a, a star destroyer turned um, so that like its mm-hmm. engines are in the air no and its nose is on the yeah. ground. Uh, really, really cool, and I love the look of like the the engines kind of sticking out of the sides uh, and the 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 hyperdrive along the backside. And that was the thing that surprised me because at a certain point when you saw it in that shape. I expected it to do a pivot to make it look like a Star Destroyer because mm-hmm. somehow it planted itself in but basically knows what Star Destroyer down. But I expected it once it rose up into the sky, it was going to pivot and turn back into a Star Destroyer. I didn't expect it to fly off the way it did. I actually yeah, like it that the, it's this way. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Aaron. The question about that at the, uh, the question answer session, um, I think somebody asked basically like if if that design that the, the vertical design was inspired by the last Jedi bombers or vice versa. And, uh, both Amy Beth Christensen and Athena Portillo were like, um, well, it was kind of concurrent almost like they Mm -hmm. had already started working on the designs for the Colossus Mm -hmm. well before 
the last Jedi came out and um, I think they basically discovered that they kind of had the same design at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So yeah. So they were, they were kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess, you know, that'll be a reveal, but, but it wasn't on purpose and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a borrow from mm-hmm. either way. I, I thought it was pretty cool. But, Once it started flying, it was, it was, really yeah, cool. I just, I just love the vertical. Like it's one of those things where like you just, you don't, it doesn't look right. Almost mm-hmm. like this is not what you expect a ship to look like it. You know, they no, they're, they're the other way. Um, okay. Just, you know what I'm no, saying? Cause they're not no, aerodynamic really, you right. know, it, but it doesn't it have not an aerodynamic be. design. It's a very like, it doesn't make sense anywhere except in space. And <laughs> right. it just, where there's no air, <laughs> where there's no air. Uh, I just, it's okay. But you know, also realize we've seen a ship like that before in solo because wasn't that an, yeah, the right. yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. tried so, in Voss's ship. The B wing, the B wing is a vertical ship. Um, yeah. a lot, like a lot of space stations actually have that kind of look like, cause I always thought the Colossus was one of the medical stations from clone wars. Um, which I guess is, it, we can confirm it's not at this point. Um, but yeah, it was just very cool. Yeah. I was very excited about it. See, the other thing it does, it sets it up as almost like now a big battle station. Cause that's the one thing that when I, I looked at it, it's like that kind of looks like now they, they've got to probably beef it up a little bit more because it's been in the water for, I think what it was said by uh Doza 20 years. But if they can mm-hmm. get it back in operational, that's a pretty big battle station they've got. It is. And, you know, they, they even have a bunch of weapons on it as we, we see um, during the big, the big battle. But uh, before we touch on that, um, uh, I want to briefly talk about uh, <laughs> this is one, one other slightly weird. I know we're kind of nitpicking because I think overall the episode was so good. Oh, it was great. Absolutely. We're, we're just kind of like nitpicking on the tiny little, couple tiny little things. And that one of those is, you know, of course, everyone's surrounded by the stormtroopers. And as the ship starts to take off, all the stormtroopers just fall over and fall off the ship. These are the, these mm-hmm. are the stormtroopers who were not part of the seven that got wiped out. I think there were like seven <laughs> that got flushed out. And then the other seven were like, we give up. And they, they ran off with Pyre. Um, and then fall off the ship when it takes Pretty off. Much, yeah. <laughs> okay, you try to stand still in a uh, rocking ship and wear a bunch of. I'm not knocking them. And, and, on, and on top of the that, CB23 shot oil out of himself to yeah. make sure they slipped. And at the same time, he had his little grappling hooks come out of himself yeah, to she make did. sure he was anchored. And then he had to save Tora. Although, uh, grappling cats. hooks. Was that it, was pretty cool. Was it a, uh, are the grappling hooks like a bit of a cheap, uh, cop out at this point? Like someone's falling quick. A, I can catch them whenever. I don't think it's, it's not just that the grappling hooks are just the like, guys, did you, I don't, no one really thought about this. Balls are really inconvenient designs <laughs> for like any non flat surface. Just go, uh, with just grappling hook just everywhere. Go with it. Grappling Basically, hook everything. Every ball like Spider-Man, the whole thing. The kids enjoyed it. Just go with it. No, Tom, I'm going to complain. (laughs) Right. Complain. Uh, You're you're talking, you know, okay, go, go with it this way. Okay. CB 28, CB 23. I don't want, I don't know why I want to keep calling him 28, but CB 23, you know, and bucket go out and they at least 
free the Ace's ships. I mean, we're, we're forgetting an important thing here. Sure, you're kicking the stormtroopers off the platform. Sure, you got the platform that's heading up into space that hasn't been gone in 20 years. But you've also got to have a fighter squadron to defend the ship. So at some point, after everybody falls off and now becomes shark bait, the people that are left well, not the everyone ship, fell off. Have, Tara was falling. Tara was hanging so, there by a cable, and they were ignoring her and shooting Kaz. Okay, including the fact that she's dangling right the over their heads. We, we, we can skip that because that ends up having a very happy ending. But you got to remember that people have to go get the aces because the aces have to join the fight because Tora's got to be part of the aces to join the fight. Tom, don't use your show logic on us. The plot. <laughs> the plot. No. <laughs> no. I'm, with, I'm with Willie. No show logic allowed. Only complaining. Oh, but it was a cool scene, though, to see all of the aces you know, rush to their ships and finally with, you know, the aces and Yeager and his ship and Kaz and the fireball take off and defend the Colossus as it flies up through the atmosphere. Really, really cool. I have one complaint though. Okay. Oh, Tom, no, you just, it's we've minor. already established you're not allowed to complain, especially <laughs> about minor things. It's just going on now. Why is it the storm trip? I mean, the, the tie fighter guy, Always is the first one to get hit. You'd think the guy, if he's a racer, would be able to fly just a little bit better to not be the first one to get hit. Because Kaz had to bail him out. And he doesn't have many lines either. Oh, Griff? Yeah, Griff. Uh, I think he was the first one first one of the aces to be hit. He's like, oh They all took a lot of damage. And Kaz always saves flesh. Griff. Always. Well, yeah, but... but I don't know. It's just it's yeah. whenever we see Griff, it's just like, can, can we give the guy a little bit more lines other than oh, I'm hit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping next season we get more of 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 um of all of the aces because they just don't. Um, they haven't aside from Tora and hype. They haven't really uh, developed them all. But speaking of hype, oh. guess who comes to save the day when uh, two Tie Fighters can uh, almost take out Kaz and Tora and Yeager. Spoiler it, alert! It, it's is it, hype. It, is it hype? It's hype. Oh, <laughs> and Aunt oh. Z, such a, <laughs> and Aunt such Z. a good guess, sir. And Aunt Z, uh, and Aunt Z, and it, yes. Yeah, they came back. They heard the call. That's true. That was that was our one prediction from last week that was wrong. Which is, I was thinking we were thinking they were going to be on uh, Takodana, mm-hmm. and instead they I come back. That's where they went. Isn't that where they well, said that's where they, they were going? It was. They said yeah, that's they where ahead. they were going, but they must have turned around. I, I can only assume they turned around at some point. Well, so that's the question. Did they make it? And then did they leave Takodana? Or did they just never make well, it there? It's been a while they got there, since they left. It's been, uh, distro- well, Maz's castle was destroyed by the First Order, so maybe they were uh, like, oh, okay, turn around and come back. <laughs> yeah, did they get there and see the destruction? Were they there when it was destroyed? I have so many questions. And they completely don't touch on any of that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right after the core problem. So it's it's probably like they leave on day, like as you know, Ray is on Jakku probably because it's um, it's it's the episode after the core problem, which is the night before Force Awakens, and then um, and then on uh, it, and the next episode they all disappear and they head toward Takodana. So it's been a decent amount of time i have to imagine they were there 
but they didn't bring that many reinforcements. They only brought the little troop carrier back. It did help, though. It, it did, did a little you, bit. Yeah, it did a little <sighs> bit. But you, you know what I thought was really cool, though, by way of the help? Craig and Gore's pirate ship. I mm-hmm. love the shot of that, that coming out cool. of the fog. Or the clouds. That was mm-hmm. great. I loved it. You know what I loved even even more, which I thought was a even cooler shot, was when you saw the pirate ship actually go into the station and you saw the sails coming down. That, I thought, I was the coolest that. thing. Oh, I swear. As you see it going to the station, I swear the sails are coming. They're, they're kind of retracting I, I back. Think, I think you're right. I think they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was just totally cool to see. Yeah. But yet another thing where that we... We predicted they would come back and save the day. Well, okay. That one was broadcast. It was. No, actually, no. We said that. Hold on. We said that before they broadcast it last episode. We said that a while back. Yeah, we said it a while back. That's what I was. uh, Yeah, that one I like. That's such an. That one was really obvious. I it, feel. Is. it is. It uh, is. That one was not that they like, weren't oh, obvious. They, not that it was a brilliant pirates and made them enemies of the first order. I it wasn't. That it was a brilliant idea that no one else had. I'm just saying we did call it. Um, <laughs> the the one uh, so the one thing that bothered me about both um, hype and the pirates is I feel like it was it was nice to see them come back and help save the day, but they. I don't really feel like they did all that much. Or, okay. or I, maybe I'm off base here, but I, I, I think they, they okay. You, you got to give it a look. First off, they're short on time because the episode had to get to the next, next story point. Tom, they did enough to production. They, logic. they did enough to scare away the tie fighters or destroy the tie fighters to give them enough time to get themselves into the Colossus. So they can actually get the Colossus into hyperspace. So this big, you know, star destroyer that came out of nowhere is plastering them like crazy. They it's, did at least a little bit to buy them that little bit of time. That actually speaks to probably my, my only strategic complaint of the episode, which is they bring all the troops in before they can jump into hyperspace or all the ships in. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you still like, you still need the defense. Like maybe le- leave them out for just a little bit longer. <laughs> exactly. Until you're actually in a spot where you can jump. Well, they were, yeah. you know, hasn't it been done before in an episode in which they're in the atmosphere? It was either in a book or something where they jumped into hyperspace in an atmosphere or close to an atmosphere yes, just to get out of there. But I appreciate that they did not do that in this episode. I did as well. That's good. It's, a, it's That's one a of the rule. rules of hyperspace travel. You're not, you can't do it in a gravity well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> very, very important. Just, just, just give them a little bit of credit. It, it worked nicely. They compressed time. It worked. Uh, absolutely, it did. Okay. Uh, I like the little touch of the the ships kind of skidding onto the into the hangar bay though. Before that they, was cool. That was uh, that was off. so cool. Yeah. I love that detail. <laughs> Honestly, it that, reminds yeah. me a lot a lot of seeing like you know uh, if you ever have seen video of like um, ships or uh, aircraft landing on like a. Uh, aircraft carrier. Aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah, where they just kind of do the little bounce and catch. It was the same kind of thing, and just very yeah. very well done. The, the entire dog the fight, the entire exactly, yeah, exactly. The in, entire in dog fight was fantastic and really beautifully shot, and it, it felt like it had a lot of uh, stakes and weight to it. Um, it was it was just really well done. I I enjoyed it. It was a nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like the getting the first order off of the Colossus was too easy. Uh, maybe there was a lot of other stormtroopers they flushed off 
off camera. Um, but it was too easy. How that uh, being see, said, it, the space battle was awesome. It wasn't oh, that it was easy. Was it was that they just had basically decided it wasn't worth the trouble of trying to ferret them out. Mm-hmm. That's all the uh, point. That was the big thing. I they think. more gave up. Really, the first order well, kind of gave up. And they were then, enough of a nuisance that the first order just like this isn't like we yeah. just destroyed a planet. We don't need to spend our time fighting a bunch of kids. Yeah, but the yeah. space and battle more than made up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, so what did you think of when they finally get into hyperspace and they turn to Niku, and they think they're going to Dakar because that's where uh, General Organa told them Dakar, to go? It, that is the planet. It, in the Force Awakens, the is. Resistance space, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, so, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I was like eighty percent sure in the movie. No, they're not heading to a vehicle. They're heading to the planet D apostrophe QAR, not the. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so okay, so oh, now, now you know why. Oh, now god, you know why Niku didn't know how to get there. Yeah, he's like, I'm because, go to the car. Yeah. Where's the car? No. Yeah, he didn't know oh, where the car goodness. was. And also Siri and Maps and everybody gave him the wrong directions because he plugged it in wrong. Jeez. Nico, horrible. <laughs> this was the most shocking moment. I I think the most surprising moment of it the was. of the episode. No, because I actually it was Von Reg's death and the fact that Niku plugged in the coordinates wrong and they are ending up somewhere in the galaxy. They have no idea where they'll end up, and I think that's really exciting. I guess like Niku. Um, and it was something I was not expecting because I, I fully expected them to head for Dakar. Either we'd see it in this episode or we wouldn't. We'd see it at the beginning of next season. But either way, they'd be safely on their way and ready to meet up with the Resistance. And the fact they're jumping somewhere random in the galaxy, that's pretty that's cool. That's not good. Well, it's, it's as, not- <laughs> as Han Solo once said, you know, you could find yourself in a star or on a nebula. Like, it is Supernova. very important. That, yeah, it's for the characters, exactly it's terrifying. <laughs> For us as like a storytelling uh, see, it's really cool. I mean, clearly uh, this is what they intended to do if the show got canceled. Like, oh, nope, Nika screwed it up, guys. They uh, went into a star and then the show ended. That was it. (laughs) They just just (laughs) add like a 30 second scene or five second scene to the end. I I feel very strongly about this. I'm pretty sure that that was the plan. Really? (laughs) You know, I, I think, think with, it helps explain why they weren't around for the Last Jedi. They Thank didn't you. answer the call from Prince. Uh, goodness, General Leia to uh, come to their aid on Crate. It's because they don't know where they are and they can't get back to them. Thank mm-hmm. you. It also, I think, <laughs> sets up a lot of good stories they can tell that mm-hmm. won't affect anything within the timeline that is not supposed to be affected. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. The, at least, at least that we haven't seen yet. Right. And and the only thing about this that, that kind of like, you know, is, is there at the back of my, it's almost like a Battlestar Galactica slash Voyager type episode now in mm-hmm. which they're wandering the galaxy, basically trying to find their way home. If you look at it from that point of view, it, it could be he shot him somewhere into the unknown regions since they are so close to the unknown regions. Mm-hmm. Okay. It could have shot them somewhere close to the First Order regions. We don't know. It's Niku. He was happy when he did it. He was <laughs> well, jumping down. We know that down, the, the coordinates are some are partially to or similar to Dakar, but the rest. I just love that Niku is like, yeah, I only had time to enter the first few, and so I just kind of gave up and hit jump. <laughs> <It's> like, Come <laughs> on, Niku. 
was but, happy about it. Okay, so so it, we're, and we're on a more serious note, though. I do think this is really exciting, and mm-hmm. it's terrible for the characters. Exciting for us. Where do you? What do you guys think? Where do you think? Any thoughts on on where they'll end up? I know thought Tom, you were theorizing maybe it's the unknown regions, um, and and will do you think it will be a something that they resolve in the first episode, or will it be like a whole season long thing where it'll all be about finding their way back to the resistance? Hmm. Uh, I'll go first on that one because I have a feeling they're going to have to do it. I don't think it can last a full episode where they're going to be trying to find their way home. I'm sorry, a, a full a full season is what I meant. Okay, I think they could get away with it for maybe half because at some point the first order is going to have to show up and they're going to have to have some kind of space battle going on. So it, it it's going to have to somehow tie into something but will eventually lead them back to the resistance because because what because how is the show going to be titled resistance if the first order is not involved Mm -hmm. right what do you think aaron i don't know i can see it being like um uh i I think it'd be really interesting just from a, a story perspective of them being like, you know, wandering for a little while for the season, but like Tom was saying, the that's you're you're not going to have the resistance without the first order. So maybe they go somewhere that hasn't seen any of the first order yet, and they catch up with them or something. I don't know. I w- it would be neat, I think, to see a perspective on the galaxy that hasn't been touched by either, you know, this war or the galactic civil war mm-hmm. and like maybe they discover somebody who's been pretty isolated and not involved in this at all but then <gasps> maybe the first order follows them and like i don't know i've got it they go ahead jump. let's hear it okay what is it they jump randomly right mm-hmm. and um they uh, they come out of nowhere. Maybe they're trying to figure out where they are at first, where they're going, and all of a sudden they run into some. Um, uh, I'm completely blanking. The space uh, whales. Thank you. Don't I was trying. To, I was trying to find their name. I was completely the Pergil. <laughs> there we go. The Pergil. They run into the Pergil space whales and Ezra, old Ezra. In the in the outer rim, uh, it would be Don't cool, but I, and I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I doubt it. Wow. But on the other hand, they added Ahsoka in season two of Rebels. Some, uh, I mean, but we've now had two seasons so in a row weird, of animated weird, series. Weird, and, so how old is Ahsoka gonna be by that point? Uh, like so, in her sixties. So so <laughs> old, old Ahsoka. Well, but but we don't. But Old's do okay. we know how, when it comes to uh, how long or uh, a Tagurta, tigur, uh, how long they live or how their age, uh, how, how they age over time? I mean, yeah. yeah and, and then on top of that, are you also saying that there's a possibility that we could see, oh, Chiss in this as well, if they go into the unknown regions? I mean, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. It would I be. do like this idea now that don't like get my hopes up like this. <laughs> every, season two really of every show just keeps adding to this group of characters. Like whatever shows after the resistance, we're gonna like season two adds Ahsoka and uh, Ezra, and now we add Kaz 
and then another like it's just it's basically like the really Avengers, really like really each, really old Rex. Yeah, like it just each, <laughs> each new show keeps adding one member to this super team of heroes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and ev- and eventually, like sixty years after, or you know, uh, uh, hundred years after the Clone Wars, it's going to be like ancient Ahsoka and you know old yep. old Ezra <laughs> and. Uh, um, Middle aged cast. Middle aged cast. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's going to be like a super team with Kane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so to, to, to bring ourselves back onto the topic, do you think that the episode <laughs> should have been aired back to back or did it work the way it did from last week to this week? I mean, I, mean, I, I liked seeing them back to back. Um, I don't know. That, that, uh, split where it happened you know where the um kaz witnesses the destruction of hosnian prime that that was a very very gut-punching ins you know a moment and then mm-hmm. to break that up into two i don't think that would have had maybe the same effect as mm-hmm. seeing it back to back because because the way i saw it i got to see that he he experiences this horrible loss and then has to get right back into it and and keep going to finish their objective so right. I, I think seeing it spaced apart um, like the way it aired on TV I don't think that would have had the same kind of impact how do you guys feel um, I well now that we have been going through the episode I think this is the only way they could have done the show in two parts I think I mentioned at the top of the episode this way, if somebody missed the first episode, they opened with the ending of the first episode a little bit different so the person who missed it can get caught up. Because yeah. if they were to have just done this back-to-back, and let's say we're going to... It seemed like they had a plan to air these a week apart. And they planned it correctly to where you end it and you kind of begin the next one with the ending of the last one. Mm. Because how awkward would it have been if they, they, they split this in two and you see Hazi and Prime blown up, and then you start a week later with Kaz yelling no. Yeah, somebody I mean, coming I, in, yeah, somebody coming in for the first time is not going to understand why is he yelling no. No, I think I, I think they edited it the right way. But yeah, they did. Should they have right. still shown them back right. to back like what Aaron saw, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, I think it would have been better that way. Like almost any time you have a part one and a part two of a show. They probably would have been better back uh, back to back versus you know showed separately, but I don't like it doesn't surprise me at all that like that's not always feasible. So that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably depends a lot more on like um, television schedules for the for the network. I mean the the series premiere was was the recruit was broadcast all at once, uh, and that was a mm-hmm. two parter. Right. And um, yeah, I mean it's kind of unfortunate because. A lot of times, Rebels and Clone Wars would do these two-parters, and um, I I think it would have worked better. It didn't. It wasn't terrible the way it was, but I, I do think it would have flown flowed better to have them be back to back. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think it works fine, but I would have loved to have had them closer together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Any other thoughts on? Uh, on this episode or tidbits you might have heard Aaron from the Q and a 
trying to think. Uh, the only question I had for uh, for Amy Beth and um, Athena, I I know this is probably like a stupid little nitpick, but I've just noticed over this whole season that the stormtroopers have been called different des- designations. Like mm. I, I, the only one I can remember is like CS or something. Yep. CS blah 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 whatever you know this number. So in the five hundred first, your prefix determines which costume you have. Now I know that's not feasible all the time in in the Legion, but for the most part, you know TKs are stormtroopers, um, TBs are scout troopers, TCs are clones. So I I was just curious. I was like, well, do these these um, prefixes mean anything in the first order because they're different? Finn had was FN, mm-hmm. and we've heard CS. It, do you guys remember any of the other ones that they've used? Because they've they've had a couple different. Ones. There were a few Offhand, CSs. No. There was CS five one five and CS eight one two. Yeah. TR eight eight R. TR yeah. Yeah, I think those are the yeah, only. Well, I think it was just CS. Now that I I'm looking back through. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking back through the list of all the stormtroopers in the show. So, and, so, so it got me. I, I was just curious yeah. about it. Like, do these prefixes have any specific designation? Is it a rank? Is it like where mm. they came from? Um, and and so I asked them, and they were like, "We have no idea." <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, so I don't know if maybe they just don't know, or if it's like the story group people that that make that decision, and they haven't shared that information yeah there's not know. really a plan interesting yeah it maybe it means something maybe it doesn't maybe they just picked somebody's random initials just because but i just i just thought it was interesting that it wasn't carried over from the force awakens to have the troopers named fn or yeah uh, tr mm-hmm. or, or something so um that just it, it just always made me a little curious so i was a little disappointed that they didn't have an answer for me but uh Maybe maybe we can ask somebody at celebration. That is get, odd. Get some info on that. <laughs> and you that, I'm, us something tells me there will be someone there who knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and and someone tells me there will be three of us within this group that will be there to ask that question. <laughs> Do you ever see Pablo Hidalgo in the halls? You might want to just, you know, put that little bug in his ear. <laughs> is it C S or F N? Tell us. No, I know there's been other prefixes. I can't I don't I don't know if it was in Resistance. I just actually combed through all of the characters, and I don't see anyone else starting with a C other than CS. Um, Clones were CT um, in the movies. Yeah. And CC, and those, those designated clone, trooper, clone, captain. Yeah. So, so I was just curious if the First Order had any rhyme or reason and, behind their... Yeah, and their, I'm not sure what CS... No. Because the weird thing was CS, like there was a sergeant who started with CS, and then of course it was the trooper who just started with CS. Um, yeah, I don't know though. It's interesting. There's yeah, there was CS two two seven, CS five one five, and CS eight one two were the the three named troopers in the season. Whoa! <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's fascinating. Very very <laughs> interesting. We'll have to do investigation okay. and find out. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Are, are we about ready for a uh, review? I think, I think we're so. I think we're Wamp Brat ready yet? Yeah, Tom, what would you rate this episode? 
Uh, well, I'm giving the sucker a nine. I think this was a very good episode. I really enjoyed it. You know, we had a lot of fun on this. I'm not going to sit there and say we nitpicked just the nitpick. This was a very fun episode the four of us did. And this was a very good episode that was written to end the first season of Resistance. Very much looking forward to seeing what happens in season two. Um, I've said enough when it comes to this whole review. So I'm just going to give it my nine Womp Rats. And I'm taking my nine Womp Rats. And um, believe it or not, when it came to trying to get the hyperdrive working, it was the nine womp rats and their hamster wheels that were running as fast as they could just to get the sucker kicked off again. They were really running hard enough to get enough electricity going to jumpstart that hyperdrive. Okay. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Steven. So. Oh, let's see. So I think, I think I'm also going to have to give this a nine out of 10 womp rats. Um, just a solid episode overall. Um, definitely, like it was just, it was good. Um, and uh, man, I, I don't know what to do with my womp rats. Uh, you may, you know, sometimes you may wonder uh, what the sharks in the ocean eat when there aren't uh, stormtroopers oh. floating around. Um, but uh, you know, occasionally some womp rats fall off of the the colossus, and uh, it keeps them satisfied. You know, they're still a little hungry, but it works better than you might think. Okay, but the question now becomes, since the Colossus is gone, what are they going to eat? That's a Gorks. difficult question. The Womp Rats of the Sea. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Very true. I forgot about that. Because they lost their delic- delicacy, Stormtroopers. Um, <laughs> William, please take it. I mean, I I thought this was a, a, a fantastic episode. Um, the Part one really delivered on... Um, uh, the finally, um, you know, the well, descent and no escape and, and no escape part one kind of delivered on revealing who Kaz is and and kind of uh all of all of the ramifications of that and then part two really nicely tied together almost all the plot threads from the season. We never did find out who that resistance spy. Uh, you mean? Oh, sorry, the, the first uh, order spy first was, order on spy the base. was. But as we discussed, I think they just dropped that. I don't think it's. It was the uh, MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're ever ever returning to that. Um, I think overall, most of the episode was fairly predictable. It was still enjoyable, and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I do think it was predictable, though. Um, like we kind of had a feeling what would happen. The two exceptions to that were Von Reg's death and the fact that they jumped somewhere random in the galaxy. And I think the second piece in particular. Uh, just has so much storytelling potential. I don't know if they'll actually, when we were joking about, you know, meeting up with Ezra and going around the galaxy and stuff, I don't think that I'll actually probably do that. Uh, they might briefly uh, be lost and then, but I think that eventually they will meet up with the rest of the resistance. And I think the Colossus, like we were theorizing, will become their mobile resistance base, whether it's for all the resistance, probably not, or just this one cell. Um, but it's really exciting. And now we have the pirates, on uh, on the Colossus, ready to help out. We have um, Aunt Z back and Hype uh, and everyone. So um, they're all kind of set up and everyone's on this ship now flying around the galaxy. And I think that that sets up a lot of really cool storytelling potential for season two. And I think I think this is the last of, of what we've seen of Castellan. So uh, I think I'm really excited to see where they take it. There's so many directions they could go. Uh, and it kind of gets them around the um, 
you know end of the last jedi and beginning of uh sorry beginning of the last jedi problem where you know they, they can't come and rescue them on car or on crate so um with that i'm gonna give this episode uh nine out of ten womp rats as well um and my nine womp rats well steven i know you were very concerned about how the they could possibly clear the um the uh, the corridors and that's just because they have nine womp rats sitting at the end of the corridor blowing so hard oh, that all the water okay. just you know <laughs> like I, that makes so much more sense yeah all Thank of you. their little mites exactly okay. they just huffed and puffed and blew that water out blew the stormtroopers <laughs> out yeah <laughs> makes, that makes complete sense then you're welcome wow. aaron please oh, save goodness. us oh goodness um so this is really fun um i really liked the uh action and it was i, I saw it as a continuance uh you know both both episodes together so it, it seemed to flow really well as far as uh, an overall episode arc so i really enjoyed that the um trajectory of the show seems to be going in a positive direction which is really exciting um like william said all kinds of possibilities really looking forward to seeing where this goes i um i will also give it nine womp rats uh nine out of ten and my nine womp rats are going to be um some play toys for buggles because buggles looks bored and there you go (laughs) and needs to run around and chase chase some uh chase some womp rats so he can lose some weight because he also looks a little round (laughs) i mean he's not gonna be getting any fresh air anymore so yeah, that's true. He can he can run around circles in the corridors exactly. for a while, so he can chase some wand rats. <laughs> yes. Oh, buggles. Oh, buggles. Well, man, this was a fun uh, a fun episode to review. I'm. This was a great episode. Thank you for coming on, Aaron. Of course, I'm excited. You guys asked me. <laughs> anytime, anytime. But uh, before we say goodbye, we're going to tell you what's coming up uh, in. T- about a week, I guess, uh, as you're listening to this. Um, we will be reviewing Queen's Shadow. It's the uh, new book about Padme's time between um, when she steps down as Queen of Naboo and becomes uh, a newly elected uh, senator in the Galactic Senate. Um, uh, according to the synopsis, uh, Padme is unsure about taking on the new role but cannot turn down the request to serve her people. Together with her most loyal handmaidens, Padme must figure out how to navigate the treacherous waters of politics and forge a new identity beyond the Queen's shadow. Uh, really, really great book. Um, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to reviewing it next, uh, a little over a week. Um, but yeah, Aaron, again, thank you for joining us. This was fun. Yes, of course. I always love hanging out with you guys. Likewise. It's always fun give you my uh my trooper perspective <laughs> yes we appreciate it i just feel bad there was no uh there was no rex um in this episode yeah oh, that's okay when i showed up at the the screening i of course had on a, a first order scarf and a jacket and i think i wore a phasma shirt and my first order shoes and 
And uh, the folks at Lucasfilm were like, oh my goodness, well, you're going to love these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if they were being facetious or not, because you know, they all got flushed out of the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> they got flushed or knocked off or yeah. just blown up. So. so No, it was, it was fun. It was, it was a really, really good time. And and I'm per, I'm pretty sure you're excited to probably see Captain Rex on the big screen again because he's going to be coming to a streaming service near you for ten episodes. Yes, so excited. Yes, so cannot wait to uh, to talk talk to you more at Star Wars Celebration when we learn Lights. all this new exciting stuff about the next year. It's going to be oh, yes. quite the event. There's a lot going on. Oh a my lot of gosh! New Star Wars content yeah, now our way dreading the days <laughs> yeah, not like dreading, the- but, but just like i'm i'm like super booked on friday that's um it's the day after the 501st bash and we have a whole bunch of photos to do like uh the main legion photo is like 10 or something in the morning and then some detachments are going before some are going after they wow. better not conflict I, with I just, the panel I don't, I don't i still haven't decided which costumes i'm taking so I I have to figure out what my schedule is going to be like. Oh, <laughs> wow. decisions, decisions. I know. And then there's the panels and oh, I'm just, my head's already spinning. We haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I think I'm just going to be by a computer all day just watching the news. There's got to be a ton of news coming out because of all the stuff that's going to be coming out in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be quite the event, I am sure. Yeah. So Well, well thanks again for joining in. us. <laughs> and uh, we're we're looking forward to seeing you at Celebration and, and having you on the show again in the future. Before we wrap up, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Vera Jixgard. Um That's my handle for like everything. So <laughs> you can probably find it on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well. Awesome. Yeah. And thanks. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. We really enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back next week with our review of um of queen's shadow so stay tuned good night thanks guys thank you for listening to the ion cannon podcast your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far far away for over a decade ion cannon has covered every corner of the saga from the films and animated series like the clone wars and rebels to books comics games and more if you like what you hear please rate us in your favorite podcast client Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.